0: Hey guys, it's John with VP Precision. I got my buddy on the on the line here, uh Dan Bertaccini, reigning out of uh the People's Republic of California. And uh where it's Tuesday evening after work and we're just gonna I'm sitting out on the deck and we're just gonna chat for a while and catch up. He's been a. we're kind of in a him, another buddy, and I are in a little group chat, always chatting, talking trash every day, and uh, gotten to be pretty good friends over the last last little while. And so wanted to have him on. He's been burning it down this year. So introduce him to you guys and uh, kind of get to know him. And he's got – there's a couple things we're definitely going to hit on. Um the main thing, I'll just tease it a little bit. Um, as you guys know, most everybody's shooting some sort of a BR variant um, – most of the the top guys seem to be shooting Dasher, br bra stuff like that. And Dan here's gone from shooting all kinds of different calibers. So we're going to hit on that. That's it's been a fun discussion and 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 definitely people are always chasing that ballistic, you know, rabbit a little bit. And so we'll talk about that. But anyway, how you doing tonight, buddy? Um, oh, doing great. <coughs> from, uh, over
1: here. Yeah, northern California. Uh, just, just a beautiful state.
0: I got to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I the first from Cal- Cali on the podcast? I think you, uh, you might be the only person in California worth talking uh-huh. to on the podcast. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel, no. I, I feel uh, very untriggered right now. I, so. I,
0: I actually have family in California who I like very much. I live on a ranch in Northern California. California is giant. Obviously, we give you yeah. a ton of trash about living there, but it's there's a it's the same as any other seattle runs washington portland runs oregon and you get a couple cities down there that run california while the vast majority of the state is 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 great it's just obviously it's easy to joke about so um anyway so so california um and yes i do believe you're my first californian and there are lots of good people in california so like you said don't get triggered but um um, what um have you lived there your whole life
1: so yeah yeah born uh born in stockton uh in the hood grew up nice. there um but also um had access to the country, so grew up you know farming grapes and and whatnot too okay. um so you're Jewish so, and a gangster
0: what's that you're Jewish and a gangster oh my God, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The, not, i am I'm a hundred percent Italian and how to pronounce my last name is Bertacchini. Oh, the so C- I always say H- Chini. Yeah, everybody. I know. So I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, oh, the CH in Italian makes a K sound. Okay. Um,
0: that's but, good. Uh, I've only known you for near me. for years and I'm still butchering <laughs> your name. Berticini.
1: I just. I just let it go. You know, I mean, it's, it's fine. I think it's Brian good. sends it way worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. So, anyway, uh, okay. So now you're down there. You're doing. You got a pretty cool spot down there. You're also uh, the last. How long? Last year or two. You've been a couple years. You've been working at CS Tactical, right? Uh,
1: the last,
0: uh, I think it's year and a half now. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. So I was did uh well i was in the the navy for for a while and then got out did a okay. audi racing um for about 10 years and then oh, i cool. recently went to cs full-time so what
0: was the so what's the audi rate my buddy was into audis for a little bit and, yeah. and they were there he had some cool ones r8s and some cool cars like that but what what were you what did you do there what was that? i'm kind of curious
1: Um, just, we did, we developed and engineered and manufactured, um, a lot of performance and racing products and even like, uh, OEM plus products that like maybe failed on the cars all the time or or were super expensive. And so, yeah, we sold, sold a lot of those all throughout the world and and then obviously got to race and test products. So it was very, very, very cool.
0: So, um, but A lot of, a lot of hard work too. So yeah, you're grinding. So then CS tactical, what, what's your, what's your role there? What do you, what's your day to day? Uh,
1: Yeah. So I work for CS now, um, came on board to kind of get, you know, us back up to speed with everything that's going on. Um, they've been, you know, one of the top optics, uh, dealers in, in the country, Mm -hmm. um, for, for years. And they're one of the first to have, an online presence um to do youtube videos and and just kind of came on board to help you know kind of grow push it along even more and and uh okay. yeah so it's been it's been fun and uh how long have they been, been around went, um roughly cs uh, 20 plus years now Jeez. it All was under
0: a different name yeah so always in the shooting side or did they have like like birding optics or did it start with like rifle scope stuff
1: Started with, uh, it was actually CS Gunworks um, okay. started with, um, with optics and then obviously the firearms industry and then training, um, okay. cool. so, you know, and then a lot of PD and, and military contracts. So
0: cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right on. So well, then what do you, now you're kind of a full, um, uh, just optics, ammo like full on sell everything or what's what's is there you guys still niching pretty hard on optics
1: yeah so our main focus is is going to be optics um uh you know we're a big dealer for you know swarrow collis vortex Mm -hmm. um loop uh we've been selling a lot of the zero compromise lately um tangent data um pretty much yeah i mean uh night force and then you know, a lot of r- rifle scopes, a lot of binos and spotting scopes, and then uh precision rifle components, and then you know, builds and 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 training. So yeah, but but primarily optics is is our number one.
0: Okay, cool, that's yeah. awesome. Right on. Okay, so that keeps you busy. I know earlier today I was like, "Do you want to do a podcast?" And you said you get off at seven. Are you are you yeah. in there like like <laughs> eight to seven every day, or where do you get to go in a little bit later? Um, or what, what kind of hours are you working? <laughs> we, We just moved, um, to
1: more inner Sacramento. Um, we have our own, uh, Mike, um, has a building, his, his other company, it's an engineering firm. Um, we're kind of sharing it with them, but, um, they're moving to their other office and we'll have the full, full building warehouse offices, which is nice, but, um, my commute's a little bit longer now and
0: driving and,
1: and, California, you know, there's a, there's a little (laughs) bit of traffic here. So kind of adjusting my hours depending on how the traffic is and with everybody home lately, I really, Uh, it just depends on, but it's usually around nine to six or seven
0: ish. Okay. So putting in some hours so. All right, yeah. cool. So are you guys uh is traffic has been better lately with the whole everyone yeah. the world ending or is it not so bad?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 honestly been pretty good. So I guess that's the only nice thing going on, but right on,
0: um road right on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So Let's dive into shooting. Being in California and Stockton, obviously, not a lot of like legal shooting going on in Stockton. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> What's no, yeah. how did you get into how did you get into shooting and and that or did you did you grow up in the country?
1: Yeah, I, I you know Stockton and the country, and I grew up you know hunting and fishing my entire life. You know, all my family did it. Okay, um, so basically. I don't even know how young I was, but before I was, you know, basically when I could walk, had, you know, BB guns, pellet guns. Yeah. Um, okay. And I just remember kind of my first real long range experiences with like a Benjamin pump and just I pumping that thing. You know, as many times as possible to shoot those, you know, pellets as as far as you can. So just <laughs> yep. you know, shooting little like you know, birds or yep. squirrels or whatever, and okay. and just kind of you know went on from there. And like I said, yeah, I just grew up hunting and fishing and okay. had access to to a lot of the country. So cool.
0: Okay. And I, before we go on, I need to so try to get you guys, you know, listeners, you know, as good as content. Sorry about last week. Also, this work been ridiculous and but just anyway want to get you guys good content want to get you guys good uh quality guys and if you guys don't know uh Dan's a killer he's got he just second at the Hornady PRC match he won the Hornady PS, PRC match last year he got you've had uh you won the first at the NRL uh Blue Ridge match you got second at the AGPRS match there and so like top level shooter just FYI so you guys know that you know as we're talking like you know the try to get I want to get you guys the best the guys out there with 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 a lot of knowledge and 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 he comes at some things from some different angles is one of the reasons why we wanted to do this but I just wanted to preface uh, this conversation, I should have said that sooner, but this just when he's talking, he knows what he's talking about. So that's I just a little, little disclaimer that you're killer with the rifle. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going from there. But and there's a bunch of other matches, too, that you've won. But I just those are some recent ones. So you've been on a uh-huh. you've, you've been on a pretty good tear. So. Almost as good as uh, you and Jake, but oh, whatever, whatever. I haven't <laughs> been shooting. You've been burning it down. I shot. I did get a shooting. I did give you the second place at Blue Ridge, which makes yeah, me, which makes me feel good. So <laughs> no, dude, I,
1: yeah, you were on fire that day. That <laughs> was, was, was that was, was, was uh, pretty, was pretty impressive to watch. I had one bad sage,
0: and it was it was game over from there. Yeah, it was a, it so was a good day on Sunday. Thanks for <laughs> those gin and tonics, so. Um, <laughs> anyway so okay so back to growing up i ask i try to ask everybody this people are kind of curious if you got into sport shooting early or late and it man it sure seems like a lot pretty much most of the top guys that we've talked to have grown up and have that i don't know if it's muscle memory or sight acquisition but a lot of these guys grew up running around and my, you know myself included with, with bb guns and 22s and shotguns and and so there is some the learning curve can be, you know, shorter than someone starting cold Turkey when they're, you know, older and they got to learn more about that. The muscle memory of, of site acquisition and, and just shoot a BB gun so many times you just start to like second nature, how it's dropping in a 22 and you just do tons of like what t- Kentucky windage and stuff. And you start to get like yeah. this kind of this intimate, you know, feel of what's going on with these guns before you even have an idea of, you know, long range of ballistics and wind and everything we're dealing with now. So, so you, yeah. st- you started off with, you know, doing a lot of that and running around, when did, um, uh, w- transition from just traditional ranges with guns to kind of more of this extended range, how did that take place?
1: Yeah. And, and I, I definitely agree. I, I think, you know, those who grew up doing it, you know, even just hunting or fit, you know, whatever,
0: yeah. um,
1: you do have an advantage because it is, you know, like muscle memory and target acquisition. And, and you're almost just basically placing the bullet where you want it to go. Cause you've figured it out, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it definitely, um, it definitely helps out. Um, yeah. or what do you mean you by know, you Just,
0: just, just when yeah. you say, because you figured it out, do you mean just, um, like what I was well, mentioning?
1: yeah learning like you know you you pull the trigger, you know the the bullet goes here, yep. like how do you how do you move it you know and then yep. and then you're basically on scope or or through iron sights and mm-hmm. you're just figuring you know basically you have a connection between you know you pulling the trigger yep. where your sights are, where the bullet's going yep, um, yep. so and it's just the repetition and it's kind of like the ten thousand mm-hmm. hour thing to where you're not really an expert until. Yeah, you know you put in uh you know a certain number of hours into, yeah, into but um yeah so grew up um obviously hunting and fishing and then um i think uh during the navy a little bit and then after the navy when i started getting into more of uh, the longer range stuff um shooting a 308 and a 300 wind mag with some buddies and okay. always just kind of you know trying to go out further and then um uh official like long range match was uh 2000 or you know started doing more yeah. um structured was in like 2015 where i found uh NCPPRC which is the local um club uh for northern california and um yeah I started shooting with them and then just kind of went from there. So okay. cool. Yeah. Who, who
0: were some of the, we got going about the same time. 2015 is kind of when I started up here, but who were some of the the names or the most active guys in that club? Kind of when you started, were there, were there guys you looked up to or learned a lot from early on?
1: Yeah. So, um, there's a few, um, and it was definitely an eye opener cause I shot my first steel match and I was just like, wow, like these targets are way too small. T- the times are way too tight. These positions are just like, there's no, um, That's but awesome. yeah, I mean, it was just like, uh, Jacob, um, uh, Jacob, Denny, Brian Sanders, uh, Gustavo. Um, okay. they were all just like just burning it down back then. Nice. Um, there was a bunch of other guys obviously yeah. too. And, and uh, really other good guys, like, you know, they got the club going like boo and everything. And, um, but when I s- just came on board, you know, those were kind of the three cool. main guys and they were just, just tearing it up, um, back then. And, and so, yeah, it just was just like, and I, I shot my first deal match and I was just like, I got to get better at this. Uh, <laughs> so just, kind of work from there. I did. I was, I always kind of did pretty well at the, the long range paper, you know, prone. Okay. But, um, I think just the, you know, the, the positional stuff, shoot off props, um, you know, smaller steel targets and the tight times it's, it was definitely something I had to learn how to do. Yep. So,
0: yeah, I think that's the then, steepest learning curve. When guys ask, yeah. like, they ask me like, you know, for, for advice, I'm like, well, don't shoot off your belly. Just if you sight your gun in and do load development off your belly, confirm drops, just get your data, on, you know, prone, but yeah. spend all your time learning all this goofy, how to get, you know, comfy and, posi- you know, positions just from all different stuff. So that's, it's, that's the learning curve. That's what makes it fun. I get bored at prone a lot of matches that are heavy prone. I'm just like, okay, whatever. But I love, you know, the positional stuff. You got to think about positions. You got to, you know kind of plan beforehand versus I'm going to lay here and have a rear bag and shoot prone, which, you know, there's a definitely a place for that. But when the, you get a real prone, heavy match, it does, it does lose for me. Anyway, it loses a little bit of a, it's just not as, it doesn't take as much thought. I mean, you got wind, but depending on what the wind's doing, but I, I love yeah. those heavy positional movement with, you know, that it's just such a fun, it's such a fun part of the sport. So,
1: and see, I'm I'm a little bit of both. I, I really like you know prone um, shooting, especially yeah. at distance and everything. But as long as it's like tough, like you know where you're you're making wind corrections and the the targets are smaller, you know there's there's yeah. a there's a challenge element to it. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta be good at everything nowadays. So you do.
0: yeah, you can't have a weak stage anymore. There's so many. No, dude, I mean the match. Let's okay. Well, one more thing on the on the past. I haven't talked to you a lot about about your Navy, uh, your stint in the Navy, what, what was your main, uh, job or assignment or what did you do there? So,
1: yeah. So I was in F F eight, uh, 18 squad, um, okay. out of Lemoore, Um, and then we also deployed out of Japan and I did a couple deployments, uh, throughout the world. Um, our squad was kind of squadron was unique we were four deployed so we didn't go on the carrier we were um attached to marine um squadrons so we provided Uh close air support um we were on call for north korea um stuff like that so it was cool we were basically traveling the world with 12 jets that uh broke down all the time (laughs) so uh, we had had the the legacy hornets that they just had a lot of uh extended flight hours on them that um just from heavy, just carrier, you know, abuse and everything. But, okay. um, yeah, I mean, our, we had a great squadron, um, always were ready and, um, yeah, we just, uh, you know, put warheads cool. on foreheads and, um, you know, <laughs> That's we, awesome. were, we were good at what we did. I, I, wasn't a pilot, but, um, you know, I was, I helped with everything else and flight controls and, yeah. um, so yeah, my, that's, that's cool. kind of, I haven't talked to you a lot about
0: that. I don't know. What, I mean, briefly, but I was, I was always off to dig into that more later too. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. No, yeah. I got to had some amazing experiences. Um, Did you ever go golf, up in golf. the jets?
1: Uh, yeah. My first squadron. So we were a training squadron the first one and, and okay. we had the, the dual seaters. So nice. we got to go up sometimes and, and that was a lot of fun. We, one of my really good buddies, he was a pilot. Um, I played golf with and, oh, um, cool. So I went up with him, but the, the other guy, uh, this, uh, or, or a skipper, when he would take other like new guys, like yeah. his main goal was just to get you to throw up. So <laughs> he just, he just, it was funny. Um,
0: how, what's it, but, that's kind yeah, of like on my fun. bucket list is I, I, I want to feel what that feels like, but what, what would he do? I mean, just. Just hard turns or flipping, or what's, yeah, the I G's.
1: Mean. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, the, the G forces, you know, just sucks all the blood from you know the top of your body and your head uh-huh. down below. You're wearing a G suit that squeezes, you know, okay, your legs yeah. and everything to keep the blood up. But yeah. and you you have to do uh, breathing exercises too. But um, yeah, it's just. I mean, Whoa. you're in this little bubble. Um, it's just not, you know, a, a normal experience, but it's it's yeah. pretty awesome. So I think for me, I was always just like in the back of my mind because I always have kind of like a, you know, mechanical engineering like uh-huh. type of thing to where I'm like, I know what breaks on these things, and like I, I just fix this <laughs> over here, and I'm just like. I, but um you're just waiting for it to
0: pull out of the sky
1: (laughs) yeah i'm just like oh man i hope this you know this servo holds together Uh, but uh no it was it was great um i really loved it i was planning on staying in longer but um you know i i got we i helped my buddy with the howdy business um, before i got out and just got busy enough to where i had to do it full time so just kind of aligned for me to get out and just, just cool. you know, kind of the grass is, is greener and, yeah. and uh, just went and did that.
0: Yeah. How long were you in for f- four years or? Six years. Six years. Cool. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Right on. Okay. Sorry for the tangent. Um, no, that's – oh, I was going to say that's where I kind of
1: um, – I had like an aeronautical kind of background, you know, I understand how like things move through the air. So I, okay. I think the long range thing kind of just, just fit really well too. So,
0: okay. So as a pilot yeah. on that side, are they talking covering like density altitude and all that kind of stuff?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you're going over everything like that, you know, weather and, and especially, um, you know, your flight plans and your flight missions and you have to plan it out. Cause those things just yeah. like, fuel i mean you're not flying very long and you're out you know you're out of fuel so
0: yeah what's
1: the g7 of a jet the g7 (laughs) of a jet's gotta be terrible like those things just just burn through fuel so um especially fully loaded um
0: yeah but no i mean they're they're the newer
1: ones are are just crazy nowadays so i mean you don't it's not like top gun anymore where you have to like you know, get behind, you know, the target. I mean, it's just,
0: yeah. I mean, there's gigantic. a lot of cool yeah, technology yeah. out there. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Right on. I'm jealous. That's pretty cool. I want to hear, I'll have to talk to you more about that later. I want to hear more Good. about some of those flights. That's awesome. Um, so, so you started, so you said you started with, let's back to shooting, um, you, 308s. Um, and then what, what was your first, uh, when you shot that first match, what did you start with caliber-wise?
1: Um, three, uh, three Oh eight. And I also had a 300 win mag.
0: Okay. So
1: <laughs> I, I kind of started with large calibers. I, I just love, I, and, and maybe that kind of helped me transition into, you know, shooting larger calibers like, yep. you know, that other guys do now, but yeah. 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 Recoil's Recall, never really been a huge issue for me. I mean, obviously I'm not trying to shoot a three, three, eight, yeah. uh, you know, on positionally, but, um, Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So let's start to dive in on a little bit more shooting stuff. So you started 15. You got those. When I started getting to know you a couple of years ago, you were running Dasher, I believe, and yeah. you, and you were shooting. You you were shooting Detax a fair bit. I think you won. I remember you winning a Rock Lake match. Um, and I think weren't you shooting a Dasher with D-Tax at that point?
1: Um, I I was shooting the. Uh Oh, what are those? The one ten um, uh, JL, jlk's
0: Okay. Okay. So,
1: yeah, JLKs back uh, back then, and they were hammering. Okay. Like that match, my rifle was hammering. Yeah,
0: I remember you talking about it. So that's kind of when I I kn- met you a little bit before to start talking to you more then, and and just kind of got to know you more and more the last few years. But so you started, you did go down the dasher road, um, and you shot. How long did you shoot that for? A couple years.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, 2016 ish, I started with a dasher um, or I, I had a dasher. I didn't, I think it took me maybe a, a little while before I shot it in a match, but basically went 300 win mag, you know, three Oh eight to a six by 47 was my first real, you know, competitive match caliber yep. and then dasher. Um, and I shot the dasher like, yeah, for a while. Yeah. So
0: okay, and yeah. so this brings us to our calibers and kind of why I want to talk to you. So last year you did something ridiculous, and <laughs> I, you went to you went to the Hornady PRC match. Was that your first match? Anyway, you win the Hornady PRC match, and we're chatting, and you ran a two eighty four Shahane, right? Yeah. Which I did. nobody's doing that. And I remember I know Clay Clay blackheader got second last year and i remember you were in the lead and then day 2 it was a bunch of positional and then he's thinking there's no way that you can hang on on a bunch of positional with the 284 sure you can lay down prone and and build a lead in the wind at long range that makes perfect sense but not all the positional stuff that we always talk about and you burned it down with the shahain on the positional stuff which yeah. i thought was awesome i was like dude you're bringing a big old i mean and it's not going you know th- 3,200 feet a second or anything, but it is, uh, it's, it's, it's a big, it's shooting 180 grain bullets or whatever. So what, how did you get there? What, why did you do that? Yeah.
1: So, um, and it's funny how that all you know happened. Well, I wasn't planned on it at all. Cause some guys were like, Oh, did you, you know, did you know like what this match is going to be like? And I was like, no, <laughs> but um, I was planning on shooting um, the Q Creek ELR match with the with the 284. Okay, okay. and um, I couldn't make it. You know, I had some some you know family stuff come up. Couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. So I had all this ammo loaded, and I had shot um, Chipley, Jason Chipley, and Todd Hendersons. They put on a, a like a semi like a bi monthly match up in Tehama, which is a great match, local okay. match.
0: Okay,
1: and I shot it. And I was just like, you know what, let me just shoot it. And it's, it's just like a normal match, you know, positional. And I, and I shot it, and I was just like, wow, like, this isn't bad at all. And uh, off of props and everything. And and um, so then I just had, you know, the rifle ready to go. I didn't make it to Wyoming before with it. So I was like, you know what, going back to Wyoming, it's a horny match. I'm shooting horny bullets, like, I'm just <laughs> going to run the 284. Um, nice. I, you know, so it just, it just kind of worked out and I thought it was just kind of funny, you know, oh, hilarious. Um, but yeah. I knew, but the thing is I had it dialed. Like I had those bullets dialed, you know, my yeah. dope, everything. Um, it was super consistent. So, um, I, you know, the, the magazine thing was, was kind of the biggest thing for me, you know, cause I could only really load 10 at a time. Yep. And if there was any, you know, I'd have to single load the the other two, but Okay. So what yeah, mag you were of,
0: using a regular AI mag?
1: Um I was using an accurate like a three hundred WISM MAG and okay. and you know, I tweaked the feed lips a little bit for the two eighty four and then um I also put an extension on it too. So okay. okay. Yeah.
0: So you what let's see, just specs for guys, what uh what barrel length was that? Uh twenty eight inch. Twenty eight inch, and then what was the rough weight of that gun? Um, This was last year, so this is before
1: the NV Pro. Um, I think I was around like 21 pounds. Okay, so maybe, maybe 20, 21 pounds. It wasn't as heavy as my rifle
0: is uh, this year. Yeah, because now you're what pushing 23, 24 type of I, thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm at 24 with a bipod. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, so heavy.
0: So, I mean, it's just. It's so opposite of what we talk about all all the time here is just light recoil, watching and trades and everything. But I, now you built, uh, you still have the Shahane, right?
1: Yeah, I still got it. Um uh, do you think you'll shoot that having, in a match again? You know, maybe, I don't know. I mean, just, you know, just for fun. So I, I shot it at the rock Lake match, you know, yeah. um, last year and that's where I was having, you know, some some bullet issues. Um, <laughs> They're blown <blood>.
0: up, <laughs> yeah.
1: mid air grenade uh, <laughs> when when the barrel got hot. Yeah, I mean, yep. I remember when it first started. I was just like, huh, that's weird. I like hit the bottom of a T post at 200 yards or whatever that one stage was. Oh was yeah. Like, <laughs> Something, something went a little sideways, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, after that match, I just, I, I spun it off. Cause it's just on a short action. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I forgot what I spun back on or I, I spun the GT back on, but, okay. um, yeah, so I haven't, I I need to go back, you know, try some different things out, but, um, yeah, I, I love that thing. That thing just, it hammers. Yeah. So,
0: and so the Shahane is like a pretty, that got famous on the bench rest side, right? I mean it's kind of a yeah. known super consistent. It's got yeah. the same consistency that guys would consider of a you know, a three hundred wisdom, a dasher, a BR. It's kind of that same family of of rounds that guys trust for it's not going super fast. It's what was it going, twenty eight hundred? Yeah, twenty eight hundred, super consistent. Real consistent.
1: Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's an F class. I mean, it's, it's, you know, just a straight 284 even is this, it dominates F class, you know, and, yep. and, um, Yeah. I, I had a long action 284 before this that I, I would shoot in our, you know, I, oh, I shot it in, in Scott's match. Um, okay. I think the second, the year that you won it.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, the ELR match. And, okay.
1: Yeah. The ELR and then, um, I wanted, uh, Brian Sanders, he, he was running a short action Shahane and, um, it just looked cool. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to build this, you know, for the same match, not for what we, you know, the typical PRS yeah. stuff NRL, but, um, you know, more ELR mid mid ELR, not true ELR. And, uh-huh. and, um, I wanted the short action because, you know, you yeah, have, it's easier to feed out of the mags and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. But it just kind of worked out. So dude, that's awesome.
0: I just, I just remember like, dude, you want, you want to match with the Shane, and it, and, and you shot it pretty good. So now, okay. So now you're you, that you kind of shelved, you did, you ran, you, you're digging the GT quite a bit. Um, and then, and then, but mainly this year what, what, you shot, how many matches have you shot with the six, five Creed now? Uh, this is
1: the third match. Yeah. Third match now. So was so the f- Washington was the, fir- yeah, Washington. I broke in the barrel. That's right. Barrel- Cause I was yeah. shooting it that
0: the day before.
1: Yeah. I mean, they had, it had like, I think 20 rounds on it just to kind of see what my speed might be. But yeah, I had, and I just shot like the day before the match that Friday, I shot like, you know, 150 rounds through it just to, you know, get, get yep. it broken in and sped up.
0: Yep. Um, so good okay so so and again a 6.5 Creed consistent great caliber you can get you know brass from Lapua it's a good round it gets made fun of a ton it feels like it kind of came and went uh it's not the new hotness anymore um now we're we're 6 GT uh you know BRA we're 6.5 PRC like these are the new the new calibers or whatever um, but you, you, you know, you pull out the six, five Creed and you're like, dude, it's, it's a perfect size. I can run this. It's slow and steady. And, and so we, in our, our little chat with Pence and you and I were always giving each other trash about everything. And so we're making fun of you about more jokes and everything else and posting memes. And then you bring that thing out and just start, you know, crushing souls with that thing. So it's been, what are you running forty three fifty in it?
1: Yeah, forty three fifty, uh c c
0: four fifties, pretty pretty basic stuff. And you're so you're running the small primer six five Creed brass yeah. then. And then Yeah, the Lapua. And so what do you think? You, you still I mean, you've got the GT, which is you know, more in the line of Dasher, obviously. How are you thinking like how big of a difference in recoil do you think it makes a difference for you personally in a match? Yeah, I mean I I think it's kind of different for me since obviously there
1: is more recoil. I mean, and what is it, 25, 30% more? You know, we could do the math, uh, especially with the heavier bullets. But um, I think I was so accustomed to shooting like a heavier recoiling rifle um, beforehand that it doesn't bother me as much. Like I don't get upset if I don't see trace or if I, you know, if I come off target a little bit. But as long as I'm able to see you know, where my impact's going on the target where, or yeah. if I'm missing, um, cause, and then just having just good mechanics and, and follow through essentially. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's funny because like when I'll go, I'll try to go out this week or this weekend and shoot, you know, the six and it'll be like, wow, like this thing's like a 22, Yeah. but um, yeah, so, no, I mean, there, there are advantages and disadvantages, obviously, but, um, I, I think it's definitely manageable. I yeah. mean, for sure.
0: Well, when I shot so, it uh, that Friday when you were getting rounds to it, I was sighting my gun in and playing on some props. It was kind of open range. Guys were wandering around. So we were shooting, and you were down there banging away. And, I, and you're like, you want to shoot? I was like, yeah. And so I got behind it. I was impressed. I mean, it was, it was consistent. It was accurate. Yeah, it was more recoil. But, it, I mean, with the, it's, the way the weight is getting nowadays, I think some of these, yeah. it's you could revisit some of these. And it's not like you're going back to – a, you know, a six five SOM, or a really hot 6 millimeter that's running 3100, a lot of the inconsistencies in cartridges come from, like, running stuff on the edge and running stuff really fast. You're still running in those super conservative, like, sweet spots for speed, 2750, 2850, 2900, like, in those really cons- like consistent speeds that we all run in, you're just doing it with a giant bullet with a way higher BC. So you're picking up gains there. Um, but we're running such heavy rifles now, like everybody got away from those when we were down in like the 15, 16, 17 pound guns. Now we're up to 23, 24. I don't know. It's kind of, it makes you think about, it makes me think about revisiting a little bit because I love some of those big six, five bullets. I mean, seeing those hit field matches, dude, it's a, it can be a big advantage when, you know, tall grass eats a six mil bullet and a six, five bullet, you know, that's a pretty big difference in, um. In, in spotting shots and potentially seeing trace and, and and obviously bucking the wind. So,
1: yeah, no, completely agree. And especially with the way, you know, these rifles are, are designed and set up these days, you know, with the weight and then the, not only that, but, the balance and where you can put the weight and, Mm -hmm. you know, muzzle brake design, um, they just track so much better, you know, than, than they used to. And I think, yeah, going back, you know, you know, a few years ago, you know, 16 pounds, 17 pound rifle with, without the kind of the technology or the design that, that they are now. Yeah. You're at more of a disadvantage, but I think, you know, nowadays is, it's definitely brought them, you know, a lot more options into play. Yep,
0: yep. So, yep. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And
1: then like, like you were saying about, um, you know, you're running a little bit slower. It's a little bit bigger bullet going through the air with a little bit better arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you do have a better trace,
0: you know, potential, you know, at, at times as well. So yeah. do you feel like, well, uh, the Hornady PRC match just ended b- giant match that Sykes and George, and, and, uh, I don't want to start naming names cause I'll forget something but he's got a big crew and he puts on I I wasn't there I was home working and and I heard incredible things about it um you you just got back from that and and took second place and like I said you won last year so two years in a row with that match you've been um you've been right there for the either winning or in second and and you've run the Shaheen and now the six five um, and, and obviously the, the calibers that I shoot, the BRs, the dashers and Jake, and, you know, clay, clay got second last year and first this year running a BRA real slow too. So, I mean, I'm, st- you're the anomaly here with the calibers, but I just wanted to, I want to highlight it cause it can be done and there are advantages. And I, and I think it's fun cause it gets us out of the normal thing we talk about constantly, which is BR variance It seems like, so, um, do you, in that match, big field match, the you know the pictures you know big canyons and stuff um do you think you are you seeing trace pretty good are you are you picking up obviously impacts and that dust you shot the 156 burger at this match yeah. obviously that's going to hit pretty stinking hard i mean do you think it do you think it gained you points on that aspect of trace and impacts or were the six mil bullets showing up pretty good at this match as well
1: yeah, I mean, I, I th- obviously sixes were were showing up pretty good um, because it was it was pretty dry. Okay. Uh, most of the stuff we were shooting into, not a lot of like heavy. I mean, you know, the sagebrush and everything, but um, for the most part, um, other than maybe out there super far or, or like when you're shooting up like a draw. Um, when there's when more vegetation, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I think the, the, um, trace was kind of hit or miss for me cause the, you know, conditions was pretty hot, um, okay. and, and, and a little bit more dry, but, um, I did see it, you know, at, at times and it, and it definitely, you know, did help out, but, um, yeah, no, I, I and, and it, it was, it's a phenomenal match. I mean, I, I, I love that thing. I'm already excited about going again next year. <laughs> well,
0: talk, talk us through it, especially because I haven't been there. So we'll kind of walk us through just kind of the highlights, uh, from you guys getting yeah, there, so, how, how, how to go down. Um,
1: and, and we got Brian into it this year, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, It's just, um, last year they, we, you know, obviously not as many uh, shooters. So we shot, uh, kind of the Ridge one day and then, uh, more of the Valley the second day, but everybody shot, you know, the same stages every day. Um, and it was, and it was still great. And then this year, um, so many, I think there was like over 180 shooters. So basically everybody was shooting different stages each day. You just, everybody was on a 21 stage rotation, but, um, it was tough. I mean, you know, some of the targets were just like you know we were measuring them like you know, um, you know, two tenths wide, three tenths wide, just Whoa. like and and shooting, yeah, shooting off props and and with the wind and tight and you know everything every stage was ninety seconds so. Okay. it's, 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 you're earning, you know, most of those, those impacts, which, which is, I like because, you know, you can have like a mediocre or bad stage and, and still like, yep. you know, come back and, and, um, and do really well. But yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it, it's a field match, but it also has, you know, you're shooting off a lot of uh, props or, or natural terrain and, and everything like that. So it's not, you know, all prone. I mean, I, uh, maybe like, four stages are prone five i would have to count but mm-hmm. there was only a handful so okay uh, cool yeah no it's just and then the winds are you know kind of you know obviously they're there um you know they're a little switchy um and <laughs> it's just just a tough match that's you know at a great venue and it's and it's ran super well and and um but you had to earn every every shot and um that's but cool. i i think this the 6-5 so It definitely the thing that I noticed too with kind of the heavier you know cal or or bullets essentially or the Mm -hmm. you know larger calibers is they seemed not to me anyways is to get affected as much like you know with crosswind jump or like you know different types of upwind or or or, sorry uh, uphill or downhill you know wind variances that'll you know kind of you know like an updraft
0: or a downdraft where you're hitting high or low or just they're not as finicky
1: yep. Yeah. It, it seems to be a little bit more consistent as far as elevation goes, you know, all the way out to, I think we shot out to like 1400 yards this match. So, okay, okay. um, for me anyways, or it could just, you know, some of these bullets, you know, some bullets are more consistent at distance or than others, or they follow, you know, a, a ballistic curve a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that was last year. I mean, I was so confident in everything because whatever I I dialed or calculated to, like I knew my elevation was perfect. Yeah, and it kind of seemed. And I was. This was the first match. I ran the one fifty sixes. Okay. And so I was still kind of adjusting BC a little bit um, during the match, but kind of got it dialed and and um, yeah, and it was super consistent for me all the way out. Do you remember what what BC you settled on? Yeah, so I'm around 355 right now, and okay. it's a seven and a half twist. So, nice. which is, and my goal for the six five, because I'm, you know, I'm like all of us, we're always looking at numbers and, oh, yeah. and looking, at, and I'm, you know, looking at quick load and all these other things, and and my goal kind of with the six five, you know, with the little pool of brass now, it kind of, you know, I love my six five and and it's almost just like a little bit larger, yep. you know, version of that and it's more of like a 280 like a smaller 284 to me cuz mm-hmm. you know the speeds almost there you know bullet you know bc's almost there and then you're able to just it's like a normal mag fed caliber now so
0: yeah yeah, yeah. last week re- yeah no i mean there's it's you can't argue like when i take my <laughs> i used to shoot up this canyon here and i and i I had hunting guns, 300 Ultra Mags, 338s, and I ended up finally, I've talked about this before, but finally building like a uh, 40, or a 647 as a trainer for hunting. I didn't know about competition. I was like, I just want something I'm going to shoot a little bit more and not burn up my 300 rum barrel. And you sit there shooting 1,000, 1,200, 1,300, and it's – you pull the 300 out and then all those little finicky left, right, left, right, up and down are gone. And you're just smoking those rocks with the 300. And then you get out to like that six, 1500, 1600, 1700. You're like, Oh, we're now we're back to left and right and up and down with the ultra mag. And you pull out the three thirty eight improved. And then it's like, okay, then it's, it's that level of consistency that, you know, BC and speed, all that stuff makes up for. And so it's super, noticeable it's just we're obviously when we grab six BRs and stuff it's a compromise because a lot of these targets a lot of the points available are in that you know four to eight hundred range and that is just perfect for these guns but it's getting so competitive where if you can stack on some extra points on a long range stage that maybe a BR variant gives up a couple on like those points are getting so valuable now at the t- t- at the top few spots that it's it's a, it's an interesting thought exercise when you start putting this stuff on paper. Cause it's, it's very real. And, and the, the, exactly what you said, the, it's like the bigger that bullet, the more stable and um, ex- uh, just less finicky. Just what you said. It's, it's a, yeah. I think it's a big deal.
1: As long as you know your rifle's dialed, your your load. As long as you have a consistent, you know load, because you can. Yeah, you could try to go with the the biggest setup possible, but I've seen this, and I and I forgot to mention I I did shoot ELR, um, some local ELR matches before I even you know oh, found cool. the Norcan guys. Um but okay. and I learned a lot then too about you know you don't need like the biggest baddest thing like just more of a consistency thing and just knowing your setup and your rifle is is you know very important too but That's huge. Uh, yeah. Yeah that's it's huge and and just having that confidence but I yeah completely agree like you know just if you're able to get just a little bit more consistency or a little bit of an edge, there's always going to be a win. No matter, you could build a four sixteen, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And there's always, you know, that's going to be the biggest factor ever, but yep. you know, if just a little bit more, you know, those switchy wins or any kind of updraft or downdraft, if you're able to, to kind of hold it within the plate a little bit better, then, um, you know, you have a little bit of an advantage and, but there also is a, um, you know, disadvantage. Cause if you're not seeing where those impacts are going, like yeah. a six and you know, you're not able to make as, as good of correction. So, yeah.
0: so, so scenario, you've got your GT hammering and your six, five.
1: And I almost took the GT to the match. Cause it was, it's like hammering right now. So,
0: yeah. So how do you make that decision? Like, wh- just, I,
1: I was just, uh, kind of just a coin toss. No, I mean, I wanted to, to you know shoot the one the 156s and and um i just i just kind of went you know mm-hmm. with just you know just the fun, you know, the, the yeah. entertainment factor of it.
0: So. <laughs> <I love> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cause you got, I mean, that's the thing, like we're so, this is so such a repetitive, you know, kind of game and yeah. which is great. You know, it's all about consistency, but yep. you also have to keep yourself like motivated and entertained. And I think the the different caliber thing kind of does it for me. Okay. So yeah,
0: that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Right on, right on. So, um, uh this year you've been shooting loophole scopes. so i want to talk about that a little bit yeah. and we can't you guys know reticle's coming we can't talk specifics yet they've kind of like october november we're hoping for a final revision like this is all kind of been talked about so it's out there so don't call and ask them for it. it's coming we'll keep you posted we're super excited about it but you've got one of the kind of our initial our first run the of radicals the one we're kind of doing tweaks off of we got to do it to make some changes but you've been running that and it's we can't talk about a lot but what have you been obviously you've been burning it down it's been super fun to have you kind of you know on the team kind of building that up loophole's been making a big move um you know, really pushing the Mark V, really supporting the sports and the prize table, and 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 you know NRL, PRS, and really really doing a good job with that. And and the Mark V has been holding up. You know that 525, that 3 to 18, been holding up. You know for me, really well. Those are the ones I've been running. Um, I, it's kind of a hard discussion because we can't really talk about the reticle. But what um, have you been? any any thoughts or 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 you you like what we've got so far on the reticle or you're opening it up and giving you more of more of a uh you know kind of an open view um you know all that stuff yeah so
1: um and it's it's been great um yeah it's the first year shooting with loophole. Um, and you know, they're, they're such a, uh, great company to, to, you know, work with and they're all about just, you know, making a better product, you know, and, and not even a better product, but just, you know, adapting a, a great product to, you know, what we're doing these days. Yep. And, um, yeah, so I, I obviously the Mark fives is a solid scope, you know, tracks well, glass is great. Um, everything, you know, it's. Yep everything feels good. And then, you know, the, the biggest connection, you know, once you do all that, like obviously glass and tracking and durability is, is paramount, but once oh, you yeah. get past that, the personal aspect of it is going to be the reticle because that's what you're using to, you know, engage targets. And, yep. and, uh, so it's cool to be able to work with them, um, and kind of just, you know, adjust and, and tweak, you know, this reticle to basically, you know our perfect you know version.
0: So, yeah, yeah and, I, and I
1: love. Yeah, obviously we can't talk. I about know it too it's much, like
0: I want to talk about it. We, we we've got the green light to chat a little bit. We can't do details, yeah. and we will do a podcast, kind of walking through that more in the future. It is coming. I get lots of questions and stuff, but just I don't know. It's just fun watching. Like we got a few out there. You know we got Morgan. There's a handful of guys and. Got and just burning it down. I was like, going, I was like, it might be one of the more winningest scopes so far this year. Like, I don't know how many first places this the, the test reticle has and top threes. Like, sure. Morgan's got a pile, I've got a handful, you've got a bunch. Like, just the last handful of matches, they just been burning it down. So, it's just so fun to see, you know, coming from a, a company here local to me that, you know, to be truthful. I got away from running for a lot of years they were out of the game you know and I've they know this yeah. I've told them this they just weren't they weren't one of the names listed and it's super fun watching them make a pushback and be like hey like we're relevant. We've got a like solid product, like you said, glass tracking. It's all like they're getting all the parts. We're getting that final piece of the radical, and that's like I'm. Anyway, I'm getting kind of excited. So I just I wanted yeah. to bring it up, even though we can't. It's, I hate to even bring it up, but I wanted to because I, it's been fun having you on the you know quote unquote the team as we kind of get this thing going with Loophole. We got some other Morgan King and Nick Gradozzi. There's a handful of guys, and there's so but it's just, it's just fun. I had to mention it, but I, you know, I've been proud of you. You've been freaking killing it. So, um, it's it's, uh, yeah, it's, fun. it's
1: crazy how much like this sport has been evolving and just like, it's just ramping up just, new stuff and just everything just keeps getting better and yeah. to where yeah i mean even in the club our local club before i even started you know shooting with them heavily is yeah. you know it was mark four uh loopholes was just everywhere yeah i mean that was a scope to go through and and a few others but um yeah it's just it, unless you're like adapting and evolving as a business, you know, with the industry almost every year, like yep. you just kind of get left behind these days and, and no fault to any company. It's just, it's just how much the sports evolving is crazy. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. Um, obviously, you know, you know, still working on some tweaks, but yeah. it's great. we we both share kind of the same opinion on, yeah. on, on a reticle. We like, you know, very minimal, you know mm-hmm. stuff cluttering you know a view of of the target and and watching trace or impact so
0: yeah we don't want a horse yes. so yeah. <laughs>
1: no <laughs> so i mean they have they might have their place but um yeah. I, for for this sport it's 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 no you know you're you're putting yourself at a disadvantage Yep. So, yeah,
0: no, I agree. I just, obviously a little shameless pug, but I do, I'm on, I'm legitimately excited and I, I had to bring it up. So it's been fun. We've got a, a few of those kind of test ones out in the wild and then, and cannot wait to get you guys like a, just a solid, good reticle. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. So um, yeah. let's talk just a little bit like uh, you're winning. It's hard to win them. It's really hard to win a match. There, there's, there's a lot of good guys and, there's 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 skill there's a lot of talented talented guys i think there's there's talented guys that may never win a match um because of their mindset um yeah what are your it's it's a vague question it's when people ask me this i know it's it's difficult to talk about but d- is there any any thoughts that come to your mind in regards to you know your mental game uh your your approach to to a stage or to a whole weekend uh, anything surrounding that, that we could, we could go off on for a little bit or.
1: Yeah, no. And that's a, that's a great question. I I think that's probably the biggest, you know, kind of factor between that separates a lot of guys. Um, mm-hmm. and I saw this with golf too. I, you know, grew up playing a lot of golf and competitive golf and even in the Navy. And okay. I knew guys that, you know, when we were playing for fun or practicing, like they were phenomenal, you know, they, they could be on, on the tour, but then, you know, you get them into a tournament or a match and then it just, it just all, everything goes out the window. It's just, you know, so how people kind of control, you know, their mental game and their nerves and, and whatever pressure is, is that's, that's ultimately, you know, what's going to get you to the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's tough because like, yeah, every time I go into a match, you know, especially you know, certain ones I'm excited about, I'm, I'm very nervously excited. Yeah. Um, I might not seem like it and, <laughs> and we all just bust each other's, you know, yeah. balls. All the time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I get super excited and, and, but, uh, you know, you also feel those nerves and everything. And the first couple stages, it's, it's somewhat tough to get through sometimes as far as like, you know, just shooting it, making sure, you know, everything is, is squared away. But, um, yeah. yeah, kind of my approach is, is obviously, you know, you, you got to start simple, um, making sure all your gears in order, you yeah. know, making sure you have enough, you know, just simple things like all of your stuff for the matches there, Yeah. you know, all the magazine, you know, making sure you're running your good mags, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure you have enough ammo and then, um, you know, just good zero and, and, you know, kind of going over your rifle, everything's torqued down properly. And, and, um, and then, yeah just just getting there and and you know you got to kind of just just break it down stage by stage Mm -hmm. and uh you know when you're at that stage that needs to be your primary focus um you know you got to find targets and uh if you can obviously some matches are are blind stages but Mm -hmm. normally how we're doing it you know we're we're you know going through the stage and seeing the targets and and I think the, you know, finding the targets and the target acquisition is, is, is huge too, especially for a lot of newer guys. Cause that's, that's the biggest issue I've seen. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's tough to pick up these targets, especially in like a field type match. Yeah. Um, so just being ac- acquainted to where the targets are and like, and features around the targets, and then not just look through them like through a spotting scope or binos, but look look at the target or or the vicinity with your naked eye, just so when you're on the rifle, you can point it at you know yep. where the, the general direction. Yeah, is. that's such and, a
0: huge thing. That I yeah, you see guys do that every match. Search, 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 search. It just you need a naked eye reference that you can see with your naked yeah. eye and reference off of that. Find in your optic. Don't search for targets through your optic see it with your naked exactly. eye the area and then point the gun to that area and it'll be there so that's uh, that's huge
1: that's, that's huge and then um i think another thing is I, I i don't know maybe naturally it's just normal for me but like when i when i am on target and everything when i'm on target if i have a general idea of what the wind's doing or wherever i need to go like mm-hmm. i'm pulling the trigger as soon as i'm on target um for okay. the most part I, I don't spend a lot of time you know trying to get settled or, or I think all that, you know, the pre-checklist and and the fundamentals should, should be, you know, kind of figured out beforehand or, you know, some guys do it, but during a match, it's just the more time you spend without, you know, pulling the trigger when you're actually on target is it's costing you seconds. So you're saying,
0: you're saying have your, 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 your fundamentals, your process, whatever you want to call it um, just second nature. You've shot, you practice, you you go into autopilot and you're just, you're running through, you're not, you're not mentally doing you, you, you personally aren't mentally doing a checklist. I know Jake does his pretty religiously. He does his, his breathe trigger follow through religiously all the time. But I do, I, there's a lot of times where I tend to do autopilot, especially on 92nd stages. Um, yeah, it's hard to, and that's, I think you need to find the style that you shoot. And I tend to shoot more like your style. Um, if, yeah. I, if it's fast, I'm going to get my rounds off, I'm going to break good shots, but I'm not always you know, maybe I'm not at the bottom of my respiratory pause. Like I'd like to be, maybe I'm, I racked bolt. I'm on target. I'm pull trigger, whether I'm holding my breath and I'm at the top or whatever, you know, if I'm on the target it is what it is. So I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I do tend to do that. And it's accentuated with 90 seconds for sure. Yeah. No. And there's obviously you have to find what works for you. I guess for me too,
1: a better way to put it is like, when I'm, you know, during a stage, um, I'm not really thinking the only thing I'm really thinking about is the target and basically how I'm going to hit the target. And kind of that reticle is an extension Mm -hmm. of everything. It's just like, um, yeah, Yeah. it's just, it's tough to describe, I guess, but, um, I'm not thinking of too much else other than just how am I going to hit this target and just you know, yeah. hitting the market. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a,
0: it's a hard it's a hard thing to the mental. do you, Do you think uh, do you think guys are born with that competitive edge? Do you think they can? Do you think they can grow it, or are you just you got what you got? What's your opinion on that?
1: Um, yeah, I think guys that you know put in the time and everything, especially Jake. I mean, he's he's obviously I think the all around top mm-hmm. you know shooter in this game right now, and and so what he's yeah. doing is definitely working really well and and watching him shoot um you know it's it's enjoyable because everything's so you know flows really well so I'm always trying to improve everything but I do think that there is a competitive edge to where you know you just switch mentally when you know you are on the clock to where me personally I don't know it's weird I tend to shoot better when during a match than when I'm practicing or you know just shooting around for fun it's just Um, so I think, you know, that aspect, but, um, also, you know, training yourself and putting yourself in the best, um, position to where, yeah, if you're lacking in some areas, you know, working on it. So during the match, you know, that, that's not your weak spot. So, so how
0: often do you spend, how often do you get a practice?
1: (laughs) I'm terrible. (laughs) I I'm terrible. Yeah. I need to practice more. I, I, you know, I wish I could practice more. Um, obviously, you know, here, um, and where we live, there's not yeah. as many opportunities, but I do have, you know, one of my good buddies, uh, Brandon, he's got a great place. Um, we call it freedom ranch, but, nice. um, <laughs> so to, when, but it's, it's a little bit further away. So it's m- more like a weekend trip for, or oh, okay. Uh,
0: okay.
1: A, a trip during the weekend. But, um, most of my practice is when I can go and, and, you know, shoot, you know, shoot a group or test different loads and then maybe I'll work on something while I'm there, but I, yeah, I need, I'm terrible. uh,
0: No, there's no right answer, wrong answer. I just, people, people are genuinely curious as am I, but so most of your range trips are kind of break, which seems to be what I'm doing lately is just breaking guns and load development, trying to get, trying to get everything squared away. Yeah.
1: Uh, And I think, Other my practice came from, you know, the local matches. So, uh, with NCPRC, we would do our, our monthly, uh, paper match and then bi-monthly, uh, steel match. So,
0: um,
1: and then we'd work practicing there. So I would definitely, you know, tune everything with those and, and, Mm. um, but yeah, no, I, I need to, (laughs) I need to practice more.
0: No, I just, I don't know if you, I mean, I don't know if you do or not it's just but it's it's it is i people want, like how much do you have to shoot to win I was like, well, at some point there there's some things you kinda get you gotta shoot you can't just go shoot one match a year and not ever do this stuff and be competitive, but you've been shooting a lot of matches, so there is practice and and you know you get back from a match and it's prep for the next one, and so there that's that carries over. Um, yeah. In our in our local matches, they, they definitely help. Uh, we're
1: limited to we have a square range, you know, for when we're shooting our steel. And we can only go out to 550. But to compensate, we make, you know, uh smaller targets, tighter times, tougher, you know, props, tougher stages. So that definitely, you know, helps out. But okay. um, which is weird because I like field matches better, but I never get to practice field matches. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so how, are you, me. are you shooting club matches every month? Generally?
1: Um, I was, so I was hitting them hard. Like I'd say 16 through 18 I, and then last year. Yeah. The end of last year a little bit. So yeah, I would go to almost try to go to every single one. Okay. I loved. Um, and I still do, but it's tough. Like it's a balance now because yeah. obviously it's day match. You, it's a lot of time and, and effort and, Um, you know, you take a lot of time away from, you know, your own personal or, you know, family stuff. So to
0: your Tinder game. Yeah. The <laughs> it crimps the tender game. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely in. It, we, we yeah, can get into, t- we'll get into tender tips on the next <laughs> podcast. So, yeah. Well, you, you will. I, I don't know. I'm happily married. So <laughs> anyway, Oh uh, yeah. um, no. So okay. I, I think that's a big, um, I think the club match side is a huge, I, I'm envious of that. There's actually, we don't have hardly any matches, Club matches, well, there's hardly any in Oregon. No, none within remote, close distance. Except for this weekend, there's one. I just found out about, like three hours away. So I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of kicking around. Like I might go to a club match, but I think that is a super valuable for guys that are, that are th- that are interested in the sport. Obviously, club match is a no-brainer, but you know, mid pack guys, get yourself, get yourself, well, anybody, if you can, if you live close to a match, it's always good to get yourself the stress of the clock in a match situation. Like, I can't tell you the difference when I'm shooting and I'm trying to practice here from time to time and I'm up there by myself and I'm just doing the thing that I always do. And I get in a rut and it's hard to feel like anything's happening. And then you have one buddy come over and be like, Hey, here's a buck on this stage says I beat you and you're like all of a sudden your heart starts beating and you're like what where'd that come from and it just it you just got to get yourself there's something that happens when there's something on the line in your body and you've got to get comfortable with that to be competitive in these matches so whatever you can do to get that feeling and I think a club match is the is the best um outside of you know getting to a two-day but I that's so no, I
1: agree with you, Yeah. Especially if you throw, you know, a couple bucks on the line, yep. it, it changes a lot, you know, and right. I, I would do that and go when me and my buddies were just playing golf, not a tournament or anything, but we play and, you know, we, we'd throw some money on the line. So now you have money and kind of pride in it. And it, and you did add that kind of, you know, stress element, you know, factor to it and it made you better. So, yep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah no, uh, those and another thing you could do you know if you're shooting club matches and you know you could always shoot like a 308 or something else that puts you at a disadvantage mm-hmm. if if the match is set up a certain way yep. um to really work on some things but yep, no that's a
0: good yeah. good, good idea so right on um what let's see here we're we're a little over an hour. We could we could get it wrapped up here before too long. But um, yeah. anything else you want to hit on or um, that comes to mind? I'm sure we're forgetting something, but we can we'll definitely do this again. We're, we're going to do one when the reticle. When we can talk more about that. Probably we'll probably jump on and kind of go into depth on that and why we chose a few things and stayed with a few things and changed a few things and just kind of go over that. So we'll do that again in the future. But what um. I guess what, what are your, this season's, um, or your shooting career highlights? What are a couple maybe big wins or big stages? Anything stick out to you?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, one of, you know, the highlight was my first local steel match and just, you know, seeing what I forgot who won it, but the, the ungodly, like high score it was. And I just, just remember that, or I just thought to myself, like, no way that's possible. Like I'm never going to be able to get to that level. And then you slowly chip away at it. You know, you get better at certain things and you know, then all of a sudden like you're there and you're just like, you know, that's crazy. But,
0: um,
1: you know, yeah, that I'd say that, uh, my first big PRS match was, um, it was a silencer co I think 2016. And it was just a brutal match. But I just remember coming off that one, you know, there was a lot of things I didn't know. And I was just like, I need to to figure this out. Um, a lot of high angle stuff and, and okay. off of certain props and wins and finding targets. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, I'd say probably last year that Hornady match is just um, that was definitely a highlight because it just felt like it was just one of those matches where you just felt like you couldn't miss. Yeah. I mean, the stage or the prop or whatever, you just felt like you were able to hit everything. And so it was just, it was just a cool, like super cool feeling. Um, so so. yeah.
0: What was your, what was your first win?
1: Uh, uh, The the rock lake.
0: Oh, that was your first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you think that was a mental breakthrough? Once you, do you, I, I know some guys. I think there's a mental barrier, like whether it's top ten or top three or or a win, there's or a top twenty. There's all these guys that have these things they think are their like their final goal, and then once they hit them, they stay there. It's like it's like the four minute mile, whatever. These these mental you know th- pillars people build up in their heads that they can't do it after. Do you think there was after you won that first one? Do you think it was any kind of a breakthrough, or did you know it was just a matter of time before you won one, or what was? Do you remember that at all? Um,
1: I think my goals never really like, obviously everybody wants to win, but my thing is always just putting myself in, in a good position to having that, you know, opportunity. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the rock Lake one, the thing that I learned is like, I knew I was shooting well. And then on day two, like Jake was like right there. And I think he was the squad behind us Yep. and he was just, on my heels. And I remember like the second, the third or the second to the last stage, like I kind of did do as well as I should have. And I, and I got a little bit down and I'm like, Oh, you know, I just, I blew the match and I still had like one or two stages left. Yeah. And you, know, you just got to st- That's the biggest thing is if you have, if you don't do great on a stage or, or kind of down, like you have to just stay in it and just grind or just, you know, just put it behind you and get to the next one. Because um, I, I even felt like that last weekend. I mean, my second stage, um, it was tough, but it, I got a two out of eight and I would just remember just Ooh. like, wow, this is, this is going to be, a, <laughs> this is going to be a fun weekend. But you just had to like, I don't, that's the biggest thing is just, you know, kind of just that mental toughness just to stay in there. Cause I mean, I, I yep. definitely get down, you know, yep. or just upset or, or just, you know, you're pissed and, yeah. and, um, you know, just got to kind of just,
0: put it behind you as best as possible. So, okay. Yeah. So so that first one kind of, that was a good lesson for you of just like, Hey, I, I still won, yeah. but I almost gave it up type of a thing. I
1: was surprised. Like when, when you guys came up to me after I, you yeah. you're just like, yeah, you got it. It was like, n- no way. Like there's no way, but yeah, you know, I remember
0: that. That was you like, awesome.
1: <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, I'm sure you, you've won a lot of matches and you, you've probably finished knowing like almost disappointed in yourself, but you still like did well enough obviously yeah. to win. Yeah. So even if you win, unless you clean the whole day, I think even if you cleaned a match you could f- you could think of something that you could have done better
0: yeah so well i don't know if yeah. you cleaned one but w- that'll never happen <laughs> okay. but, but no i know what you mean exactly there's but, always there's always the what ifs that's the biggest yeah. no matter where well, you're at brian, there's brian cleaned uh jake's match like no that? his jake's I mean, meatball was, match um yeah. no he he still missed like uh, one one oh. or two targets uh I think it's all, but it ended up being kind of a one day match and, and, but yeah, he still dropped just, he didn't clean it though. Match has never been cleaned.
1: See, I would even be even more nervous because it's just like, even though the targets are huge, like you still have to, you know, oh, yeah. still got to put in. You know, yeah. No, I hate those shots. kind of
0: matches just cause like what you yeah. said earlier about like grinding them out and it's fun to have those tougher matches. Well, and that's how I felt. Sorry, I finished my thought, but have those tougher matches where you can have a bad stage and still grind out a win like the PRC match. And that's how I felt about the uh, the AG Cup, the PRS match at Blue Ridge that we went first and second at Um, that match. I mean, we got got beat up on some stages on that match and and we and we burned it down. And it's like, hey, you just keep. You just grind. And that's, I think a lot of guys like that. It is, it's hard to make a tough, fair match. You can make a tough, stupid match real easy by putting tiny targets out at a thousand yards. That's not how you do it. But a tough, fair match is an art. And, and they're super fun to shoot. There, it's, it feels, it's a completely different feel than a, a match where you're like, you know, if you drop one point, you drop three spots, which is just, those are, those are weird in a different way. Um, yeah, and uh, no, I completely agree. But anyway, but yeah, yeah, that's a, it's, I love those ones. Like the PRC match, like you talked about, I'm, I'm jonesing to go to that. Next year. I'm going to, I got, I was, oh, I got a lot of stuff work wise here, but I've, I definitely want to hit that one up next year. So
1: yeah, it's, and that's the thing it's, it's
0: tough, but it's fair. I mean, everything, you know,
1: you're not going to clean it, but it's every stage is doable. Yeah. I mean, it's all right there. Yep. Um, yep. and same with like Jake's matches. Like I mean, they're tough, but everything, you know, if it doesn't blow, I mean, it's going to be easier, but yeah. Um, everything is right there. I mean, there's nothing like impossible essentially.
0: Yeah. They're fair targets. They're not, they're all, yeah. I mean, you know, pretty sizable. It's just the wind and the kind of some of the positions of the time or, or a combination yep. of all of them gets you, gets you good. And so. I- I um I'll
1: just t- I know we're running a no, little bit good. long but I think one thing too for me and maybe this is just you know growing up or whatever you know kind of Kentucky windage but yeah I think a lot of people you know they'll they'll have that initial wind call or they're dope yep. and they'll just follow that so you know strictly that they they're just like in disbelief that it's it's doing something different and they're not <laughs> adapting you know, and you're just watching guys burn the same, like, you know, two inch hole in the side of the mountain. But, um, I think you have to just be able to adapt because everything is so, you know, can change like in a second. So like, yeah, make a good call, but like also be able to adjust, you know, and not just go off of what you predicted. Um, but just like, literally like, Hey, Make that correction, whatever it is, and you know, just try to hit the target.
0: Yep. No. So, I, yeah. That that's always a pet peeve of when any of us yeah. are in matches, and a guy gets off a of stage, you're like, dude, could you not see <laughs> that perfect group you put off the right edge of the plate? Like, make a correction. Like, we just we <laughs> we always are. That's that happens, and it's you know, it's some guys get you know, it's hard to I don't know. That's a definitely I know a yeah, couple I, guys that are good shooters, yeah. and they just can't make. They just can't – I just – like, I thought for sure it was going to be a half mil. I'm like, did you not see the two shots right on the right side? You needed to be point eight. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. I don't know what to tell you. We thought it was point five, but it wasn't. So, what uh, – do you yeah, think yeah. – do you think, like, the – the 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 uh, not F class, but you said you shot some longer-range paper and some of that stuff. Do you think that helps you a lot? I remember when I came down to NorCal and shot and shooting paper for the first time, I was like, wow, this – I could see this being an opener or an eye opener of, you know, seeing actual holes in paper is enlightening. Um, what do you think you learn on that paper stuff that most guys don't get to experience? And a little sidebar, it sounds like you got some, some active targets out in the background. Those birds. We got all kinds of stuff. I'm sitting out on the deck and there, uh, we got some blueberries down below and we're feeding every bird in the area for those blueberries. And, uh, anyway, I'll leave it that. But yeah, so, they're, they're noisy. So, yeah. I learned,
1: um, definitely learned a lot on, on how to make, um, I guess we could touch about the, the paper long range match because yeah. you have to make three, you basically make a wind call and fire three rounds how we run it mm-hmm. bef- without having any kind of like signature or correction. Sometimes you can see your trace, but not all the time because it's, you know, super dry. Yep. Um, so yeah, definitely you had to like learn how to, you know, read all the elements. Um, there's no, like no one's going to be able to read wind perfectly. Like it's such, yep. I mean, it's just, it's such a difficult thing to do, but you're just learning how to you know, watch mirage or watch, you know, vegetation or, mm-hmm. you know, anything. Um, but that helped. And then, um, I just yeah, wonder, she- I
0: just wonder, like, so For those that don't know, your guys' match, like you said, a lot of the steel is like 550, 600 and in, and then the thousand yard range is paper. So just full on like pits where you put up a big paper target and you pull it down and you put the you can put these, uh, I don't know what they call them, cider discs. Spotters. You put those in the holes and you put the target back up so you can see where you hit. If in some matches do that, um, yours didn't. But just the being able to make a call and then shoot like when I shot I shot a little 1000 yard bench rest a long long time ago and you making my call this was all MOA I'm whatever holding 5 MOA and it comes down and it comes up and you're like oh I missed I missed that call by by a little or by a lot and then being able to get that instant feedback I just wonder like when I was there I was thinking man if you did this all the time and you were getting feedback and you just shot your whole relay and you you could kind of look back as like, well I held this at this at the eight hundred yard line and I was way over here on the right edge and, and start to get this pattern. I was I was a little envious. I was like, man, I feel like that would be a really good training. Um like you can you can't you hit a plate, that's one thing, but holes in paper don't lie. And you know you know, I just don't shoot paper at a thousand yards or I don't really shoot paper outside of, you know, 100 and sometimes 300 yards. So it's like, it's, it's a, it's weird to shoot paper at long range. Um, some, Some of you guys are like, that's all I've ever done. You guys are stupid, but it is, it's so much different after shooting steel constantly. So it is. And it definitely, yeah, it definitely helps. I mean,
1: and you know, Obviously, you could see how well your your rifle or your loads holding vertical too. But yeah, yeah, that wind element. I remember I shot a match and and um, or we were in the middle of a string and. I was just watching, you know, waiting for the targets to come back up and I was like, you know, kind of bored. And I was watching this bird just kind of just like drift or float in the air. And then I saw and then the wind shifted and you, you know, you you see how they kind of just like drift off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, something changed, you know. Huh. And then I just like started like paying attention more. I'm like, okay, the wind changed. I made a correction. And I think I was like the only one to hit the, you know, within our blue and everybody else wow. missed. And, and somebody asked, I was just like, yeah, I was just watching this bird fly. But it's just, <laughs> I have to like, obviously that's not always practical, but, no, um, but that's every, a every little bit of information and it's just kind of just, yeah, going off of what you see and kind of trusting your gut through repetition yeah. um, definitely helps. But then also being, you know, how to being dynamic and, and adapting. Um, you know, if you see something, you know, change, like, yeah, make that correction. Yeah. So,
0: man, I think that's such a good point. Like in this day and age, I don't know about you, but my attention span is shot. Like you've got social media and you're you're constantly going and there's every distraction in the world and to go to a match. And, and uh, this is a big plug for glass is to stink and set behind glass a lot when you're not shooting watch trace watch grass watch dust watch everything that you can see because a lot of times there'll be little seeds or 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 stuff floating through the air little little fuzz whatever you know you get cottonwood stuff over here blowing around you get dust you get like that is such a big thing in our attention spans it's so hard to stay focused for uh all you know a half hour let alone you know eight hours of shooting and really staying on point with keeping up with that wind and i know i slack at that a lot but just i think like what you said just you randomly saw a bird and again that's not practical but you you can catch stuff when you pay attention and you you force your mind to think about it i think that's a a thing a lot of people get lazy about they just go sit under a tree and wait for their turn to shoot and there's a lot to learn in between there so anyway that's that's good stuff but um, it's, we should probably wrap this up. We're an hour. We're going to be pushing an hour and a half yeah. here shortly. So anyway, man, I, I uh, really appreciate you coming on. Um, congrats yes, on your season so far. You've been burning it down. Got a bunch, a couple wins, a bunch of top threes. And so keep it up. It's been, it's, it's always fun hanging out with you and shooting and talking trash and, and making fun of each other. So yeah, I'm sure that'll be held at the highest standards, but no,
1: seriously, uh, thanks for having me on. And, and um, no, I mean, we could, I have a bunch of these just just rambling on, but
0: yeah, we'll do more. We'll do more. Anyway, thanks guys for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. We appreciate your feedback. Um, try to, try to keep up with content as much as I can. I hate missing a week. I know when I do it, I don't forget. I just, sometimes I get so busy. So thanks for bearing with me and we really appreciate you guys. And until next time, uh, have fun and, uh, go practice more than Dan does Right later.